0: This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised.
1: Please enjoy. Alright, episode 124. I'm just waiting on Craig. I'm going to bring him on here to this uh, already the session already being recorded and we'll see how he responds to it. Very curious. He's been hard to get a hold of the last couple of days. He texted me like 5 minutes ago. He's like I'll be on in 5. I've been trying to organize today with him for the last 12 hours. Man is impossible to get a hold of. So let's hear this bullshit excuse and uh we'll talk about that uh that overtime goal that there's a lot of controversy and uh you know the the shot off the face you know, you got Kemper getting a shot off the chin. Helmet pops off. I don't care what the rule book says. All right, here comes Craig to onto a live, onto a live thing. See how he, uh, see how he handles it. Get, he'll be like, what the? Why are you always gotta be recording for? Here we go. Oh my God, what a haircut! <laughs> oh my God, what a haircut! You like it? um be nice can i be honest no I, I i it doesn't look bad it doesn't look bad it looks you look good but all i'm saying is you're a handsome guy but i don't like it <laughs> well uh thanks for your honesty it's
0: a good Man. way to start my morning
1: well i knew you when you had longer hair eh? i knew you back when you were cool when you were like 33 something like that sure
0: <laughs> listen it's summertime gonna be heading up to the cottage uh this is a in tradition a short time this, this, is, a, this is this is, a a is yearly go-to. Thing.
1: yes i feel like it's I, even a bit later this year than in, than in past years you are absolutely correct yes yes usually uh
0: usually the hair gets chopped off uh probably early june
1: early june yeah. Um, but because uh, we've had this same conversation for six straight years. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I like that. I, I actually, I'm
0: sitting there in the chair yesterday. And uh, the same thing hairdresser looks at me. She goes, Well, are we going to do it? And I was just looking at it. And I'm like, You know what? Actually, I don't even know why I'm sitting in the chair right now because the hair looks, it's flowing. I got the, little wings at the back it's it's uh it was but i'm like you were looking good yesterday for sure all right thanks i appreciate that (laughs) but uh yeah listen you know what this is this haircut right here is zero maintenance like i mean zero i go to bed i wake up in the morning do not have to touch my hair because if it's messy then that's the look you want so it's like i don't touch my hair for like the whole time i'm at the cottage don't put a brush for my hair gel nothing it's just bam sick okay looks good
1: yeah all right well it looks good on you though anyway i well, brought listen, you right I mean, on you're
0: in the public eye here in buffalo eh? you're like a superstar you have to always be dolled up you know you're looking like what are you talking you know, about you Tom's, or me you oh. tom Selleck, all the time got to be perfect <laughs>
1: Hawaiian shirt and a stash with a Detroit Tigers shirt. Is yeah, that what I do? For me,
0: I'm going up. I'm uh, going up north. It's like about dock life, that. fishing, water skiing. As many beers as I could probably get down in the next uh, month. And uh, boom, shagalaga. Enjoy myself.
1: All right. Well, I was kind of hoping that after game two, that last night would have been the last game of the finals. I. Not that I don't like hockey, I'm just hockeyed out, okay? What did you What did you just say? I was hoping after that seven nothing ass kicking in Colorado that it would be a four game series and we'd be going to bed every night back to normal. You know what I mean? Cuz yeah. you know, I tune into a game, uh, probably in the regular season, probably I probably tune into a game every night when you're flicking through, and you're just kind of like, ah, oh, let's see what's going on here, and you know. Then you you watch NHL Network in the morning to get the updates and everything. But I can't, I can't, I can't watch hockey every single night. But I've watched hockey literally every single night, with the exception of the nights that there are no games on, and that's like the recent series. So sorry, I was kind of hoping it'd be over, but it looks like it's going to be over in the next few days. Yeah. And about, I don't uh, want to hear any crying from people in Tampa Bay about that goal last night and too many men on the ice, okay? I don't want to hear any crying. I don't. So, I don't want to hear about that. I thought the play off the forehead was, uh, you know, when uh, – uh, what's his name? Kemper took the shot and the helmet popped off. Like, blow that down. What? I don't give a shit if they have control or there's a scoring chance or whatever the rule says. It's the most ridiculous rule. Goalie's helmet comes off. Stop the play, blow the whistle, period. End of story, no goal. So that came back to haunt you in overtime, but also take your 18 million over the cap and go right there. You earned that one. There you go. Shows yours. All right. Well, you we have this and you got that but, uh, off your chest. Oh, fuck. I'm just Tampa Bayed out. You're, really? You don't think that there's, there's, um,
0: got a little bit of dynasty written written all over this this group or or are we just not feeling the love for for dynasty
1: uh no you know what i think i just like i like the players on colorado you know it's a new team it's a new it's a new uh group of stars really i mean there are some there are some great players top to bottom i mean I was looking at their roster last night. O'Connor undrafted. They have another kid that's a key player in their their lineup. There, big kid from Germany, played at Clarkson, undrafted. Like they've done, they've done a good job there in Colorado with the rebuilding and the drafting and the bringing in players and finding these uh, these. Listen, you know- they
0: hit on their big boys. Let's get something straight. When you go and pick Kale McCarr fourth overall, do you expect them to be the in in quotations the greatest defenseman well ever. is
1: Colorado Colorado if if McCarr goes three and high skinning goes four? Yes. You still think so? No. <laughs> Make up your mind, would you? I no, I'm saying
0: I'm saying Colorado isn't quite Colorado without Kale McCar. Cale McCar is a special player. He, he is a special talent. He's 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 like an elite forward that can play defense exceptionally well. He's not a defenseman. This is the, the talking about Kale McCarr and putting defensemen beside his name. No. He's like a hybrid forward that is outstanding at defending. This guy has more he has he has more skill. I'd say I'd have to say 75%. Of he could the, easily be a winger. Of, yes. Like easily. like his skill set is he's more skilled than 75% of all
1: forwards in the NHL. Do you he think he would get 100 well. points as a winger? Do you think he would do as well as a forward as he does on defense? Yes. Like if you like if you put him
0: if you put him at center. I swear I'm not kidding you. Just for one year. And you have Landeskog or, or let's just say Ranton and, and and McKinnon. I would be I would be hard pressed to think that he would not have a hundred points. He's that good. huh? Do, well, do you agree with me, or might just my? So, just if you took Connor
1: McDavid and put him on defense, do you think he'd have eighty six points? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Do you not think so? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I honestly, I would, I would imagine so. Cause he just, he might be minus he might like have, he 50, might, but he might he have a hundred. He might have a hundred points with the way he carries the puck. Yes, but anyway, absolutely. I feel like, yeah, it's you know, fun things to you know think about, but uh, yeah.
0: Alex, listen, I mean, Nazem Kadri. Nazem kadri
1: I was so it, happy it, for it, him I, last I, night. I wonder,
0: I wonder when you have, uh, as soon as he scored the goal, as soon as he scored the goal, what's the first thing that comes into my head?
1: uh well uh, i don't know first I thing know. boom as soon as he ripped it top shelf oh uh, okay i know what you're gonna say yeah yeah, yeah. what but it, it's unrealistic you know, you've been saying it for years Sabres go get this guy
0: absolutely not that's not what i thought about. that's not what you said no because that's unrealistic he's not coming okay. to to buffalo okay
1: okay glad we established that first, Let, thing. Uh, no, first no, no, thing no 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 i want to i want to get this right um uh Shouldn't even be playing. Should be suspended. Negative. Okay. Uh, these are good guesses, though. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Yeah. You're getting uh, somewhere, but. <laughs> uh, how far off am I? You're off. Way off. 10 million somewhere. a
0: year? Uh, nope. Okay. why uh, Why the leaves get rid of them? Thank you. Thank you very much. I just, soon as he rips this thing top shelf, Guy's out because of a broken thumb, comes back in his first game, scores the overtime winner. He has had an absolutely incredible, incredible year in in Colorado this year. He's just a real deal. 28 goals in 71 games, by the way. 71 games. So he missed 11 games this year. He still had 28 goals and 87 points. And soon as he came in, makes the move on Sergachev. Left the bench early. He roofs it. And the first thing that comes to my mind was Toronto Maple's. The second thing that comes to my mind is Austin Matthews. At the at the at the uh award ceremony, he wins everything. The heart you know the Ted Lindsay this that and the other just the absolutely cr- wins the rocket the guy was an unbelievable stud this year and i went from toronto maple leafs to austin matthews to man this guy's going to win the stanley cup and toronto's not and correct and me then, if i'm wrong Cor- and then i felt a i felt a like a minute Twinge of sadness for Toronto. And then I blanked and came out of it and I
1: was like, (laughs) 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 oh man, it sucks to be a Toronto fan right now. Anyway, is he going to win the cup? Is it over?
0: Nothing, nothing's over in this series. Absolutely nothing's over. There, these games are, you know, when, one game you're you know you're getting spanked seven nothing then you come back and lose six to two and then you come back and you you know listen i mean um tampa bay played a very strong game in 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 the last game it was it was a chess match it was a very well played game um shots were very even um you know the the game in itself was was uh, was a was a really fun game to watch, and one had to win, right? And I'm thinking to myself, whoever scores this goal to go up three two is going to win the Stanley Cup.
1: Three one. 3-2 oh, in the game. Three two. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. following, but I'm, I'm I I got lost there. Yeah, great. you get uh,
0: you get what I'm saying, but I do again. I, I do, I, you know, who's going to win three, two. And it's then over, man. Of, and then I'm thinking to myself, if Tampa Bay wins this game, okay, and they tie this thing two two, then it is on, it
1: is going to be a series for the ages because it is going to be a battle tested series. Don't you think that there is a major, and I mean, major disadvantage for Tampa Bay going back to Colorado? Like, think, and again, I hate to bring it down to one thing, but if there's one factor that comes into play for game five, it is simply the fact that it is in Colorado. And Colorado plays there, skates there all year, and Tampa Bay has got to go and fight the 5,280 feet again. Like, it's, yeah, that's going to be. Listen, I, I, and I, and I go back.
0: And you may not agree with this, but you, you've you got an older Corey Perry that has been to three Stanley Cup finals in a row, right? You have Patrick Maroon, Kalorn, Palat, Sorelli, um, Kucherov, Colton, Stamkos, you just keep going, Bogosian, McDonough, uh, Ruda, Hedman, Siernik, Sergachev. these are all guys that have played a ton of hockey, a ton of hockey, hockey that has been, um, you know, a couple of years ago, it was compressed and, you know, season starting at a, at a, at an odd time, everything. And these guys are fatigued and they have to be fatigued. They have to be, there's just far too much, hockey being played for these guys not to be mentally and physically drained and i think you have colorado on the other side that are a much younger group you know your 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 rantonins and langdiskogs are are and and mckinnon's guys like that are, are 26 years old like the, I'm, gonna, the, I'm gonna
1: get my head ripped off for my next comment Cause I love what you're saying, but it just, to me, you know, you talk about all the games they've played over the years and the mental fatigue and the physical fatigue. And I sit and I say, Tampa is in this series at the wrong end of their dynasty, so to speak. Okay. And the reason is, you know, some will say it was harder, fine, whatever, but this feels like a real final and I'm not taking I'm not taking away from the fact that they won in a bubble and the bubble must have been brutal for their mo- uh, psyche and and the travel uh, and the time off and the covid testing and all that stuff. I mean that was so abnormal that you, it's nothing we've ever seen in the history of the league. However, for me I'm not and I'm not discrediting their cups. I'm not discrediting their cups. They are two-time Stanley Cup champions back to back no questions asked however this is what it would have felt like to win a real cup and they may not get to experience what it feels like to win a real cup whether it's on the road or at home because they did it in a bubble with no fans and they did it in montreal with 500 fans or whatever yeah and so, a team
0: that had no business playing in the Stanley and Cup And I can't finals.
1: remember exactly, not a like, real final. Are you final.
0: freaking kidding me Montreal made and the And I finals? can't remember
1: exactly how many fans were allowed in Florida because the state rules were, were all that and everything. So yeah. I, can't, I can't remember all the details. But all I'm saying is yeah. this actually feels like a real Stanley Cup final. And they're going to lose it. And it's all going to come down to that, oh, that too many men last night, which, yeah, uh, whatever. Sorry for the side note there, Riv, but it I don't know, maybe you disagree completely. Am I am I not giving enough credit for the cups that they won? Or I don't know. To me, it well, just feels like they they are they haven't I, really I, had that real cup experience, but I guess they have because they've won it.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you it uh, I do believe that you're a little you're a little off in your thinking because regardless if they need to uh, win a Stanley Cup in the bubble, like you said. Everybody else is in the same situation, the same, you know, shitty situation. You're not. You're playing in in. You're playing in a building that holds twenty thousand people, and there's nobody there. Like, I mean, no ushers, nothing, no fans at all. It oh no, there were fans.
1: Remember, it was like uh, the crowd, the uh, electronic fans. Yeah. Yeah, the fans were going crazy watching it when you're watching it on TV, (laughs) but it is dead
0: silence, dead silence. Just two teams playing hockey in a 20,000, you know, seat building. Um, Used to do it all the time in the American League.
1: No, that's (laughs) not true at all. Some places. Yeah, there there were some places places were packed. packed. Some of those places were packed, but some of those places you could have played in like a little barn. But anyway, go ahead. But you're 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 trying to you're trying to say right now that
0: that Tampa Bay, I I I completely completely disagree with your with your thinking here of you know they they won two Stanley Cups because it was easy, because it was in the bubble and it didn't have fans and this and I think it was even harder to win that Stanley Cup
1: just because of the elements. Um I don't know that I said that. I don't I think, as I, don't much think as I was saying can, is this is or this is what it would be like to feel like to win a real cup. <laughs> like a real cup. I mean, like okay. a real playoff run is what I mean. They, that's but, what I mean. You're you're not not side Tampa Bay for the last two years. Cause they weren't playing for a real cup sort of with the salary cap stuff too. Yeah. That's why I don't, that's why I don't hurt for them. But what, what did I, I hear? John cap. Cooper say, I love John Cooper. I love John Cooper. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Period. End of story. But I'm not going to sit there and pull my violin out for a guy who, who, for a team who literally sat out arguably one of the most offensive threats in the NHL at the time for an entire year, brought him back when it didn't affect your salary cap amongst other players and then go and win a championship. So I, I don't, I don't have any, any pain for that. Sorry.
0: Tampa Bay not out. They are down. They're kicked. They're bruised and battered, but, uh, they're not out. Um, if you're a betting person and you like to gamble, then I'd be gambling on the Colorado avalanche because they look pretty damn fresh right now. You know, when you're bringing back a, a pretty, uh, integral piece to your lineup in, in, um, in Nazem Kadri, who's probably as fresh as daisies right now. He's been off. He's his body feels better, and um, you know, I think that's it. I I hate to say it, but I think the last game is gonna be uh, is gonna be uh,
1: on Friday. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Did you read? Who? Um, um, go ahead. Who gets the cup first? Oh, wow. You're starting this conversation already. Yep. Okay. Um, I have so, my guy, and so, I'm usually
0: pretty damn good on these. And well, I've got my well, guy.
1: Landeskog Landis God gets it first, right? Obviously. Yep. That's yep. obviously. And then after that, it's either, well. No, no, no. Don't give me an, a, a, an either this or one that. It's one guy. It's one guy. It's one. It's one. There's no Ray Bork or Joe Thornton on this team. There is not. No, this is – it's Nate McKinnon. (laughs) Period. End of story. Negative. What? Negative. You think Landis going to give the cup to anybody but McKinnon? (laughs) What? What What's wrong with you? You name me. Hey. You name me one person more deserving of McKinnon, I'll never come on this podcast again.
0: You know what? I think when you when you look at things like this, you're looking at players that have played a tremendous, tremendously long career.
1: No, you're guys not giving it guys. to friggin' Eric Johnson. <laughs>
0: What are you kidding me? I'm not, he might get it third. You want to bet on this? You want to bet that you have Langdeskog who's been in this league. He's been a captain since he was in diapers, that he hasn't learned something over the course of his time to be in this situation right now, to think outside the box of who, is going to get this this first. Is Nate McKinnon the best player in the team? Does that mean they're fucking giving it to Kill McCarr next? Are we going the best player? Nate McKinnon is 26 years old. He's played 633 games. There's guys on this team that have played double what Nate McKinnon has played. I just think there's guys that have really, um, it 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 it. It's, you're not passing this thing around to the best player. You're passing it around to players that have, you know, the most stature on the team. It's it would be like it would be like Alex Tuck. Just hypothetically, okay. Alex Tuck is the cat. I'm just saying hypothetically here. Alex Tuck is the captain of the team. Sabers win the Stanley Cup. Alex Tuck go, goes up. He grabs the he grabs the cup. He goes for a skate. He hoists it over his head. He's going to go pass it to Rasmus Dahlin, or maybe Tage Thompson.
1: You think that's going to happen? No. Hey, Craig. Who's Anderson. Who's going to pass here? it to Craig Anderson? Yep. Yeah, yes. If Craig Anderson's here, Craig Anderson. Okay. Now here and here's is Craig
0: Anderson. Stop. Who is Craig Anderson gonna pass it to? Jeff Skinner? He's
1: gonna pass it to Jeff No, no, no. He'll pass, who's he pass no. it. No, you know what? By the who's way, who's he gonna pass it to? Just answer my question. The conversation of the guy we're gonna talk about, Tim Graham's article, Kyle Loposo. There you go. But it's Kyle about... Loposo is probably gonna be grabbing the cup by the sounds of the article. But we're okay. not transitioning into that just yet. Go okay. ahead. So so let's go a different direction. Kyle Poso is the
0: captain of the Buffalo Sabres. We win the Stanley Cup. Craig Anderson elects not to sign with the team. We have some 26-year-old goaltender. Who is Kyle Poso passing the cup to? Because I know exactly who he's passing it to. It's a thousand percent. It's an absolute no. Sam Thank you very much. Longest standing Buffalo Sabre. First round draft pick. 16th overall has gone through the darkest days that you can possibly have in hockey. And now all of a sudden he's won the Stanley Cup. He's the one who's getting it. So when I look at who's going to who's going to get the, the cup here in, in Colorado, Lange Scott has to make a decision. He's, he's not looking at saying, hey, I'm going to pass this to the best player. I'm going to pass it to a guy that you know has been around for a very long time and who's going to have an opportunity, you know, to to hoist it because of uh, how long he's played in the league. And for me, um I would say Andrew Cogliano is going to be one. He's he's a 36-year-old 35 year old player he's played 1140 games 1140 games he's going to be a guy that most likely is going to be hoisting that cup first and Cogliano is going to pass it to another elderly and state. They, it's okay. probably, gonna, it's I, probably and going I think, to be and
1: that's fine but not fine I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna, and I'm gonna say something I stand totally corrected if Eric Johnson gets it second I I'm with you I I did I forgot that he was even there before Landis and McKinnon I and rode through all those years they had the one playoffs I think it was against Minnesota yep. they pushed him to seven games that was like a big Nate McKinnon coming out party after that he went on on a he went on he exploded as a player yep. so I could see that but Nate McKinnon has been the star on that yes, team, he but he's also he's not he's not just a star, you know. Like he's he's not he is good enough to be the face of the league. I mean, he really is. He yes, might yes, be absolutely the best player in the world right now. He might okay. be, and so he when is, Joe Sackett is underpaid, he's underpaid. He's a he's a leader beyond leader, which I think he has adopted some of that from Sidney Crosby and working with him. And I just think he will be number three on, and then Cogliano can get it. But Cogliano was brought in as like a depth piece, so you're not going to go and hand Cogliano the cup. So was Ray Bork. That's different. Ray why Bork, Cogliano. Different? What What do you mean? Why is it different? Cogliano it different? and Ray Bork. Because Ray Bork was 21 years in the league and a bona fide Hall of Famer, Cogliano is is just a mutt bag. N- okay, you want to go throw-
0: 1140 games in the in this Yes, league. I
1: understand that. But he's, he's doubled. doubled. He's he's, he's more doubled. of a utility guy. He's so more of a utility. He's
0: less no, useful I'm,
1: and no, but he's not. He's not more deserving to get the cup than Nate McKinnon. That's for sure. Like it's not about deserving. Oh, come on. It's not about deserving. Oh, what's all this rank and file? I get the seat at the back of the bus because I played the most games. What a bunch of bullshit. No
0: way. No way. So what year did Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup with Joe Sakic? 2001? 96 and 2001. 96 and
1: 2001. <laughs> 2001 and was who, the Ray Bork year. So who who uh, who hoisted that first? Joe Sackick? In 96, Joe passed Sackick. It, passed it along to who? In 96, Joe Sackick hoisted it. And then in, in 2001, 2001, he didn't hoist it. He handed it to Ray Bork immediately. Okay. Which is what I would expect from Barkoff. Is Barkoff the captain in Florida? He is, right? Yes. Yeah. Was what, I would, what I would expect from Barkov, if they had won, Joe Thornton's getting it, even if he's not dressed for the finals. Yeah. Like, z- no chance he doesn't. You know what I mean? So, Do you have any idea who got it second there? I would where? love to
0: know that question. What, in 96? In, in, in 2001, the year that Ray Bork hoisted the cup. I would love to know nothing more. Then to who, was, who received that next? Because I think, and, and I'm going to have to go and look it up, um, but you would think that probably Rob Blake, okay, because of his age, he was one of the oldest guys on the team, or was it Mike Keene? A 34-year-old Mike Keane was had already
1: it, won. Mike Keene had already won two cups by that time. Was it Todd Gill? Maybe. Todd Gill was 35 years old.
0: But here's the thing. They should have given it to Peter Forsberg because he was the, one of the faces of the league. And he but had this 27
1: sec- points. What are you arguing here? This was their second cup. This would be their first cup. Like Nate McKinnon was the first overall pick. Like, what are, I don't know, understand what we're arguing here. You're telling me that McKinnon's got to wait in line? I think he has every right to get it second. So you're you're what you're going- their second cup.
0: In ninety in 90s, 90, in ninety five, or what was the year that they won the cup? Are you
1: talking two thousand one? Or are you talking yes, two thousand one? Well, okay, well, Forsberg was there in ninety six. With Sackic, so uh, so why would he get it? Why would he get it after Ray Bork in two thousand one? Because he's the best player. Oh fuck! But he'd already won, is what I'm saying. So like they're giving it to the guys. They're giving it to the Ray Bork, Rob Blake, those other guys that are, that have. So Forsberg's
0: have... gonna get it last. <laughs> oh, okay, you're such a. You're, I'm just trying to what? figure out. You're, you're trying to figure out your thinking right now of, of, of how this all works.
1: I, 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 you say Nate my thing like is like 26 I, like years I've old. Like I prep myself for this conversation. Uh, no, we're talking about early, early gets. I hear how how's going to go in Colorado for me. Okay. I'll give you EJ, as they call him, right? They call him EJ. Okay. Well, I'll give you EJ. Okay. So he gets number two. Eric Johnson gets number two. Nate McKinnon gets number three. Cogliano can have it after that. But there's nobody more deserving than friggin' Nate McKinnon. I mean, simple as that. So after that, it's how whoever's there. Kale McCarr. No, Cogliano. You know, you can Rantman. give it. Sure. Codry. Uh, give it to J.C. Coffer. I don't so care. So again. What, so again. What about Darren Helm? I mean, he. I think he won one with Detroit. Yep. He did definitely won one with Detroit. Yep. So, I mean, you could, I mean, who else? Uh, give it to Bowen Byram,
0: Cogliano, Johnson. Johnson's been there forever. He was a first overall pick. To me, you're going to give it to the guys that have been in the league the longest, the guys that have been fighting for this for the longest. That's that's how I see it. Okay. All right. And yes, Nate McKinnon, once once he grabs it, could be fourth, could be fifth. But once he gets it, there's gonna be a loud ovation for him.
1: Okay. But could give it to Nazem Qadri, too, real early. Absolutely. Guys, uh guys, uh, I, you how many know games watched? he played? 739. Last <laughs> night was his 50th playoff Okay, game. so for me, for me a well, further that's, down the pecking that, order right that's a little further down the
0: pecking order i think nate mckinnon should be getting it be ahead of nazem kadri
1: and i'd be totally fine with this but knowing my role on the sabers if we won together and you were the captain holy shit man i'd be th- the fucking rink would be empty by the time i got a hold of it but scouts would get it yeah trainers you, <laughs> you would be
0: taking it for three spins man
1: yeah. oh my god okay well you know what? something to keep our eye on you know we're definitely we're definitely a little premature here okay we're definitely a little premature well we're not because, because if, if i were team, the tampa bay lightning I would be playing this fucking episode in the lo- <laughs> in the locker room before the game, and I guarantee they win three straight. I guarantee they win three straight just to shove it up our ass. But yeah, it's not. You think happen. it's over next game though? That's what uh, you were about to say. Uh, you know what? I, I think I think
0: going back to Colorado, going back to the energy of that crowd. Oh, I I <clears throat> I believe that uh, Colorado needs to really trying to channel their focus. They really do need to try to channel things because they are going to be ready to rock and roll and uh you have to make sure uh you're playing you're playing an opponent that's been in all these situations before and um they're going to be calm, cool and collected and they are going to put their best foot forward. And in order to win the Stanley Cup, no, it, no one said it's easy. It is not easy to win it in the heart and the hardest game is to win the last one.
1: So well, I look just, forward to it. I look yeah, forward to it. It would be, I like, just, uh, I think that Colorado destined. I think they're destined too. I mean, I feel like they've been in the conversation for the last few years. Um, Someone who's been in our conversation. Here's a transition in the last, I, I don't know, a year for sure. But ever since Jack Eichel has been traded, a lot of conversation about the next captain of the Buffalo Sabers, and Tim Graham, uh, who writes for the Athletic, um, been a longtime journalist all over the place. Um, was in Florida with ESPN for the NFL, I, th- I believe. I know he was Buffalo News for a long time, but uh, you know he's he's at the Athletic now, and he wrote, wrote basically a tweet yesterday along with an article, and it said, "I'm not saying Kyle Oposo is going to be the Sabers' next captain." but Kyle Loposo is going to be the Sabres' next captain. So it's a conversation we've had before, something I'm not surprised by. But, I mean, what I thought was interesting was in the article, I mentioned how all the players in their exit meetings made a point of telling Don Granato how much they appreciated and, and respected Kyle Loposo, which is no surprise to you as you've been preaching this for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's um, teams in this league have have gone in different directions when it comes to uh, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to picking captains. There's been many, 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 many um, teams over the last number of years, decades that have gone in the direction of picking a young, up and coming superstar. Slap a C on his jersey at age twenty, and then support him with a very strong group of, of leaders around that young player, and allowing that young player to grow into a leadership, um, you know, position. You know, you can go, you can go and look at um, Landeskog. Gabriel Landeskog was picked as the captain of the Colorado Avalanche when he was how old, Petey? 19 or 20 years old? Uh, It was something like that. Jonathan Taves was picked when he was 19 years old. Sidney Crosby was picked when he was a very, very young guy, 20 years old. You have, um, you know, Alex Ovechkin. We're talking some of the greatest um, young leaders that have that were not great leaders for you know a number of years when they when they were a captain okay they had to learn they had to their teams had to fail they had to fail they had to go through adversity um you know you had to you know go through a lot of different situations so when the next time it came around you were better at you know articulating what you went through and 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 the things that you did to try and improve and get out of the slump or whatever it is, that's what leaders are about. And Kyla Poso, the, the Buffalo Sabres, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, they could very well go and pick a younger player. They could go and pick Erasmus Rasmus Dallin. They could go and pick an Alex Tuck. They can, you know, maybe Dylan Cousins and his uh, uh, qualities uh, moving forward is is someone that they're interested in but there is no question with 100% certainty that the captain of this team is undeniable. You can sit there and say, well, they could do this and they could pick this guy and have Kyle Poso, you know, kind of mentor him.
1: I think that but, can, I, can I can I tell you something? Yeah. I think they need to pick a captain this year. And I think and
0: I think well, they had one last year.
1: He well, just wasn't on his jersey. Well, no, no, right, 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 right. Exactly my point. Well, not my point. I haven't made it yet, but I'm getting there. Kyle Oposo deserves the recognition. I mean, even if it's for one year, you know, I mean, I think he's got more in the – ten. what did he have, 40 points last year? He had like a silent good season, didn't he? I mean, he was – he had 40 – I'm not looking right now. What do you have, 43 points? He had 45 points, okay. 21 goals.
0: Twenty-one and, goals
1: in seventy-four games. He's so got he missed, three uh, years eight. left in him. He has three years left in him if he can stay healthy. After the way he played last year, he's got one year left at six million. All these teams are bringing your spezes back. Your yep. all these guys back for nine hundred thousand dollar, eight hundred thousand dollar contracts. Kyle yep. Oposo's made more made more money than he needs to worry about. And after this year, if you name him captain, he'll be back here for the next couple of years on a, on a team-friendly deal, wearing the seed for the team. He deserves the recognition. After, after the five years that he's gone through here, six years or whatever it's been since he signed that, can you believe it's been that long? We were doing the, the live show from the car dealership yep. the day that he signed, and we went yep. ape shit. We both went ape shit. Can you believe he's going in the last year of his deal? Oh, I know. Oh my god. So yes, so to answer your question, he they should give him the C as recognition for for the fact that he deserves it number 1 and it'll be a good marker for the younger players as to what the team views as a real leader. Yeah,
0: I mean and 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 Kyle Poso, you know, knowing him, um knowing him knowing the type of person he is the organization so whether it's the pagulas or the management and, and kevin adams they look at kyle on so many different levels okay the level of you know what does he bring to the rink every single day he brings a mature um professional attitude he is a workhorse on and off the ice. His attitude is infectious to be around. Um, his, off ice, his off ice is, is what, you, what you want these young players to associate with on a daily basis. This is the most important piece, is we you know, Kyla Poso is 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 doing something doing something behind the scenes for the now. But what people don't understand is what's gonna happen to the Casey Middle stats, even Alex Tuck, who's been around a little bit longer than most the Tage Thompsons, the Cousins, the Krebs, the Quinns, the asplins all these younger players, Darlene's, Yoki Haru, Samuelson, Powers, Bryson. All of these players are around Kyla Poso and are learning. They're like sponges. They're like literally a dry sponge that you're dipping in a pool of water. And it's just, they're going to soak up everything. Okay. They're going to soak up everything how he treats his family, how he treats his wife, how he speaks to the media. How does he act when things are going wrong? Because that's when a true captain comes out. True captain comes out when things are not going well. Captains aren't popping out when things are going great. No, they just sit back. They enjoy the ride. They allow the confidence to continue to build throughout the group. But when things are not going well is when you when you need a captain to step up. And Kyla Caposo has all of these intangibles
1: because he's been in the league so long. He's right. learned and, from he's, others. He's going to do it without without a letter anyway, but that's the whole point. Give him the letter. Give him the letter. He deserves he deserves it. Period. End of story. Does he have
0: well you did Does he say even,
1: that you 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 like Tuck. Yes, I did, but Tuck has time and and Tuck would be a great choice. And right. you know like so I know I have and I'm not I'm not trying to you know deviate from what I said. I I believe Tuck could very well be the next captain of this team. But there I can see that they will say there's just not there's there's not enough, you know, uh, body of work for him. Like he's only been here half a season. You know what I mean? I mean, you were only here for a training camp, but that's completely different times. eh? <laughs> but I mean, I could see them saying that or give him another year or Kyle takes it for a year. And then, you know, but Tuck's Tuck's going to be here for whatever he has left on his deal. What's he have three, maybe four years. And then
0: he after that, four
1: years left, he has four years left. So he'll be the next captain or, uh, you know, whatever. But give him an A and give Darlene an A and start molding your your next young group of, of players. But I, it's, it's a no-brainer. I just want to see a captain. I want to start seeing this team, you know, with less question marks. Who's the captain? Who's the long-term coach? Who's the goalie? Let's start answering some of these questions. Slap a C on Oposo and check mark done we have our captain and you know what you'll play out this year and he's going to be back on a on a team-friendly extension you know give your assistant captains don't do four a's just do two maybe three you know and start start just checking off some of the smaller boxes and, and then get to work on the big stuff that's all that's right. i have to say that's all i have to say about it well that's it man I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about, but there's nothing else to talk about.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, and I sent you a text uh, last week where I was, uh, I was actually uh, texting back and forth with, uh, with Bone, Polly Hamilton. And uh, we were going over because we just, we love this. This is, I mean, Polly and I could like do this until we're blue in the face. He could be my assistant GM, I'm going to be the GM the couch GM that is, but um, you know, he's got some, he's got some thoughts. He's got some thoughts, something that may be a little bit different than ours. And he was explaining it uh, to me, a couple players, one player in particular that he's very high on that we are not so high on and um, not giving enough recognition. And we need to, uh, we need to get him on. Probably going to be maybe a little bit after the uh, after the Stanley Cup Finals. The current we'll, uh, current
1: player on this team that we're not giving enough recognition yes. to. Yeah, a young yep. young player. I'm not going to say who it is. Oh, I don't come want to on, give it away. Enough with the bullshit. Who is it? I'm not going to say. Who I who it know is. who it is.
0: And we're going to wait. We're going to wait. We're going to have uh, the bone on. We're going to talk about you know the future. Do you know how much um, this
1: player makes? I do. Does he make 2.5 million? I uh, listen, I am not <laughs> going to discuss this because I
0: don't want to Nailed uh, it. No. I don't want to I don't want to have the conversation out because it's a great conversation because the Sabers lineup has never been so desired and fun to look at than like in a decade. And um I'm curious, I'm very curious to see what Kevin Adams does in the off season. I'm very curious to see if he plans on upgrading you know a top 6 position, top 9 position player is he looking at bringing in a a bottom 6 player
1: um it, he it, needs to it, do you know, all of that at some point. Like, well, at some point. Well, like, like when is come when on? At some point. Like, like, listen, listen, listen. You're not winning a cup with this entire group. So to chip away at it and bring in one piece here and add a piece here, no, that's yeah. not going to work. Like, you need more turnover. And after this year, you're, you know, this summer you are going to bring in some pieces. You're going to bring in some pieces that you see fit here for three years at least. Because after this season, because those pieces that I'm talking about are supposed to be the ones that help springboard you just a little bit closer. Not over the over the hump, just a little bit closer. And then next summer, whether it's at the draft or at the deadline or in the off-season signing, that's where you're going to go and bring in a couple monster pieces. One of them's got to be a defenseman between now and then, and another one has to be a, a a second line power winger. And then, and you need, and then from there, and you're going to have to give up some of your younger assets. So that's what this year is to find out who is who, and then you can decide on who is going to be, you know, on the team when that time comes, come 23, 24. That's my projection for the squad, but yeah,
0: it's the more I look at the lineup, the more I look at the lineup, it it, it almost, I, I hate to say this because I want to fast forward this bloody thing and be more competitive. I really want that, but you know, I, I just have the, the words and the thoughts of, of of Kevin Adams just continuing to go in my mind that he does not want to sign players that is going to take away opportunity from the players that are are in the lineup right now, because guys, we've got a young lineup. I mean, when you get Dylan Cousins, 21, Peyton Krebs is 21, Jack Quinn's 20, these guys need to play. They need to play. And if they're not playing, they're not getting better. And, uh, you know, I just, it, it almost, when you look at the lineup, When you look at what we have, it just seems like it's going to be another year, one more year before they really start to kind of say, okay, let's get competitive here. But it has to be a
1: year like the way they finish, but the entire year. Like I don't want to see them shit the bed the first twenty again, and then oh hey we had a great second half because listen we've had Thomas Vanek on the show. Need to we've go had, had and get Brian a Gionta tender, You've had uh, we have Jeremy Roenick, Elliot Friedman, yourself. We've had enough people on this show that will tell you hey, Paul Hamilton, Mike Harrington, all these people that know the game say yeah that's great, but until they show that they play that way in the first twenty games you can't take this team that that seriously oh yeah they're laughing and they're having fun and you know oh yeah we're all super buddies right now because cuz everyone's comfortable no one there's good. no pressure no pressure but when the puck drops in, in in october they better not be loving each other so much after a loss they better not be loving each other you know and and not jumping in there when when shit hits the fan in the middle of a shift like if they're a real team, we're going to see it come October. Well, that's the thing. You know,
0: the one thing that needs to be be looked at, and that's goaltending. You know, you look at all the young forwards, you look at all the very young defense core. Like, I mean, this this team needs a goaltender, a starting goaltender. Not U- Uka who's going to come in and, and uh you know be a yo-yo be i've already moved on game. from him
1: no i haven't I, i've already moved on no, like man,
0: I, you don't move on from muka pekka
1: but then why I, why I, do people want you to go and sign a campbell or go and get a uh a, a, a gibson because i don't see i don't see uka
0: walking in next year for the 2022-23 season as your starting goaltender if that's if that's the case then we're fucked yes Yes, we are now. Do you have a problem with Uka being
1: a backup or a one B? Okay, a one. It's not his ability. It's his. It's his ability to stay healthy. Okay. Well, so listen, I mean, that's as you where get that older, he
0: may train differently. He may strengthen differently. He's gonna. He. I'm sure the the Sabers are very aware of his history and just some some tweaks to his training styles. All those things. It's his abilities there but i'm not going into the season you know as 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 relying on him and the question is there's we need a number 1 goaltender we need a number 1 goaltender look at the look at the 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 play in which this team had when when you had you know anderson craig anderson in nets it was a completely different team structure confidence you know, they played, they played a great brand of hockey in front of him. Now the Sabres last year had six goaltenders, seven goaltenders. It was a complete disaster. But this year, this coming year, when you have a 22 year old defenseman, a 23, a 22, a 19, a 24, when those are your top five defensemen, you need structure in the back end. You need leadership. We have a very young forward line also that are still finding their way. There has to be a goaltender. There has to be a goaltender that can come in and solidify
1: the the, the the net. All right. Let's put a poll on that conversation. I want to circle back and give you some answers about something you had a question about earlier. And I went and looked all this up while you were rambling on about Oposo. But you were making good points because I was listening to. Here's how it went. Joe Sakik, direct handoff to Ray Bork. Okay. Okay. Did a little loop, told him to go for a skate with it, went for yep. a skate with it, handed it back to Sackick. Sakik gives a little pump, a little kiss, a little pump. Then he hands it to Rob Blake. Uh, yes, Rob I was Blake say Rob does Blake. his thing, and then he goes and he hands it to. FOPA. Now Fopa wasn't playing. Peter Forsberg. So forsberg that was his nickname, eh? Fopa. So Peter, so hands it to Forsberg. I don't think Forsberg was playing that season because or that series because he was hurt. So he came out in his suit pants with his skates, did a little twirl, handed it off to
0: no, 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 no. I Patch. looked him up. He had 21, he had 27 points in 21 games that year. In an 0-1? Yes.
1: In how many games? 21, I think. Yeah, so I think they played 25. So he missed the last few. He didn't play them all. Look up that year and tell me what, uh, like, Joe and, and or the team played. They played, they uh, played like, he wasn't. Got him right
0: here, we're talking the 2000. He did not play the whole season. Okay. He was hurt the whole season, came back. And
1: played 20 games and had 27 points. Yeah, right. But he didn't play all the games. He wasn't playing in the final game. So anyway, so then he hands it off to Patrick. So there was
0: 21 games played that year. So Joe Sackick, you know, Drury, all those guys played 21 games that year. And Forsberg played only. 20 games that year so okay. he didn't
1: play the last game uh, he may not have it doesn't look like i think he's got his suit on here i'm i'm I, for some reason i feel like i remember that but then he handed it to patrick waugh who handed it to milan hey Duke. and then it doesn't show Milan hey Duke. okay yeah and then it doesn't show
0: so anyway we were just but talking again like peter Forsberg led the team in points that year Had 27 points in 20 games. He was, do
1: you know who was second? Uh, In the playoffs? Yeah. Joe Sackick. With 19.
0: Forsberg had 27. So why the hell did Rob Blake get it over Peter Forsberg? Because Peter Forsberg was basically the
1: Nate McKinnon. Yeah, but Peter Forsberg was there in 96. So Rob Blake, it went handed it right to Bork, back to Sakic, who's the captain, captain to Rob Blake. You're not going Landeskog right to Eric Johnson, back to Landeskog, and then to Cogliano. I'm sorry, okay, that's not Listen, happening. Let's now.
0: have a little wager, okay? N- if yet. I win, you shave
1: your head. <laughs> Not a if chance. If I win, if I lose, I'll shave my head. Not a chance. Not a chance.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Not a chance. I'm very but, confident, are you? Um, by the way, uh, what year are you talking about in the playoffs? Forsberg? 2000, 2002.
0: 2000, uh, no. In 21
1: games, he had 19 no. points. Two thousand. And 2001 is the year they won the Cup, and he played 11 games in the playoffs and had 14 points. Get your head out of your ass. Have a great day. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Rave 52 at TheInstigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.